Hey, what is up, everyone? Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the Life Runners podcast. I recently, as maybe some of you do, sort of revisit some YouTube videos um, that you may have watched in the past related to watches. I think there's always some gems that sort of come out of a lot of them. Um, and sometimes you, you, you're consuming so much information in these videos that you miss pieces of it. Uh, one of the videos that I watched recently was a Hodinki video. It was the H10 live stream called The Italian Influence, where um, Ben Clymer sat down with um, two huge uh, icons in the watch world, John Goldberger and Davide Parmigiani, and spoke to them about the vintage watch world and everything related, you know, everything from uh, how they met, interesting watches that they had purchased, a really great sort of um, uh, s- sort of interview with with both of them, and it was it's just such a such a great great video. One of the things that they spoke about here was um, tips on how to get into or what sort of rules of um, of collecting watches. And John Goldberg gave a list of five rules, and I thought I would go over those five rules to um, to discuss them today, because I genuinely think that these are some of the best rules that you're probably going to get, and you might have missed when you were watching the live stream or, see, or at the H10 event. Um, for those of you who don't know John Goldberger or Auro Montanari, he is a very famous Italian collector and um, icon in, on a Hodinkee, but also a, a f- just a phenomenal uh, collector on Instagram. He's so knowledgeable. He's written books about this, about the watches that we all love, and um, just a really incredible figure that's ad- sort of added to the to the watch world um, for sure. Davide Parmigiani is a very great. Um, uh, dealer, and has a very close relationship with John Goldberger, um, or Auro, and um, has supplied him with many of the watches that he has in his collection, but is, has dealt with many other customers um, through that, throughout that time. So, John Goldberger was asked, you know, you know what are the co- collecting tips for someone who's just getting into the hobby, and so he gave five tips, and I'll go over them right now. The first one was buy what you like and don't follow. And what he meant here was um, don't follow the trends with with watch collecting. I think there is a a tendency for us to buy things that we see on people's wrists and what we see people uh, respect. Or I think respect might be the wrong word, but what people are... um, attracted to you probably have an Instagram account where you follow some watch some watch um, uh, Instagram pages and I'm sure there is a common thread with a lot of the watches that they post Um, I probably would bet some money uh, on the fact that they've probably posted a Rolex sports watch in the last two weeks they've probably posted uh, a Royal Oak or a Nautilus or a Daytona somewhere in there over the last two weeks and we're influenced heavily by what we see and i think to john's point he's he's saying you know sure those are great watches but but buy it if you truly like it and not because other people um are uh 
are influencing you to buy it because you think it's the the the, the mainstream thing to do. Um, I think you probably have heard of the the you know don't follow the trend sort of thing, but I think that's what he was really um, really getting at. I get just as much enjoyment out of um, I'll take my. Uh, Memo Cell Yacht Timer, which was my first vintage watch purchase ever, which is not a very expensive watch, uh, not followed by many, many collectors, but I get so much enjoyment out of that because I truly love the dial and the story and the and the construction of that watch. Um, so I think it's a, a really great first rule. The second rule is that uh, John Goldberger mentioned was have discipline, look for quality, and the best examples. So this is a, um, a pretty interesting point. I think there's a couple ways you can look at it. One, I think f to John's point, you want to buy, if you're going to be buying a watch and you truly love it and you're not just following the, the crowds of what you're purchasing, you want to get the best example that you possibly can. Um, and that means having one that is in, uh, of, of the highest quality. Now, how you define quality, I think, is where you can, where there's... Um, maybe a split in the tree here you if you're looking for something that's just like new basically unpolished unworn dial is not um doesn't show a lot of age like that's one way you could go about it but if you are a collector who thinks looking for quality means finding those watches that show have patina and there, there are scratches on it because it shows a story like i think that's another way you can go but for the general population i'd say look for ones that are that are of high quality that um that look the part and look everything that you're you you have been uh, lusting after when you're looking for that specific piece the third rule is sort of in tandem with finding the best quality and, and finding the best examples and that's by the seller um when you're dealing with with vintage watches there's um well, let me step back. So I think when John Goldberger got into the um, collecting watches and Davide was someone who he had met and started buying watches from, the amount of sellers out there was a lot smaller. Uh, there were not gobs and gobs of um, watch dealers uh, with all kinds of, of, of watches. The range of... of Sellers is very wide, both both in location, in the types of watches that they source, um, but also the quality of watches that they source, the time that they put into doing the research, into finding information about that watch. And because there's such a big range, the quality of your watches uh, can vary. Um, and so finding a seller that you trust you trust the 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 um, information they're telling you about a watch. You trust that they could find something that you're looking to to purchase. That is the link that I think is so important when collecting vintage watches because you don't want to buy something and then go back to your seller and basically the re relationship is over. You want that lasting relationship. I think the other piece to this is. Buying a seller means you have to obviously start a relationship with a seller, and dealers can often be so influential in um, in your life. They could be a friend. They could be um, they could turn into a real advisor in, in your life, but they can also look for things that might interest you. And so, if I told a seller that I really love 
1950s chronographs, they're going to probably look out for those. And so the opportunities and sort of network effect from that dealer can, can be extremely important. So I think there's a network effect, a friendship that you can probably have. Like John Goldberg and Davide Parmesan, Davide is a great example of, of that relationship. But then there's also quality uh, history provenance that and um, quality of the the, the seller is, is super important. His fourth rule is to study. Now, I think I have said this multiple times on my channel, but um, watch collecting is more than just having a bunch of uh, objects. It goes um, beyond that, and I think. A lot of the times people rush into the fact that they have, let's say, 10,000 US dollars and they say, okay, I'm just going to buy a bunch of watches and that's going to be my collection. And then once they have their watches, they're like, okay, now I've, I'm a watch collector. I think that one of the most important and interesting parts of being a watch collector is identifying what you like. Research, researching his history, I'll, I'll talk vintage watches, researching the history of those pieces, um, finding the watches that, that, uh, that, that, that could be the, the high quality examples that you're looking to, to purchase, um, and studying the, the pictures and, and all the information that you can find about that watch. Um, I think that is what makes watch vintage watch collecting so much fun um, and so if you miss that you're not going to experience vintage watches maybe as as much as you possibly could because or at the highest level that you could because you missed out on the you know finding out about the history about a specific reference and then researching all the different variations of that reference and comparing watches that are for sale to the images that you have of each reference to see, okay, are, are there things that are lining up here between these? That is of utmost uh, importance when it comes to, um, one, I think your watch collecting journey, and two, being able to buy high quality, best examples that you possibly can. Um, I think one of the things that I've found is um, owning the owning watches, and I think I think um, John Goldberger mentioned this too in in many of his interviews. I think the the journey is what's the most exciting piece. It's like approaching the dealer, how you negotiated it, and and um, that's the fun part. And it 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 goes back to the idea that your network or the people around you that are interested in watches really makes it the most enjoyable. I think it also allows you to not make mistakes. I think a lot of people fall into the trap of making mistakes when buying watches because they didn't do enough research. Um, and that could go for a quality side. Maybe they bought something that was with a redial because they didn't know that, you know, that specific reference never was produced with a specific dial variation. Like, that's one way of looking at it. But it also allows you to buy the highest quality um, pieces that you can. Um, through through uh, through studying. The last um, rule that John Gober men mentions in this in this uh, video, and I'll put a link in the description to this vi into into the show notes of this podcast so that you can um, watch the the 
the full um, live stream if you haven't watched it in a while. The last rule is don't be in competition and be humble. I think there's a tendency, especially on on social media, to you know engage with the watch community and you post the watches that mean something to you or are important to you but you're always looking at other people and seeing what they have in their collections and I think that's the wrong mentality to have because if you go back to the first rule you buy what you like and you don't follow you want to buy things that make you happy not so that you can one-up the the Instagram page that you saw on you know um get a ton of likes or whatever um I think so that's maybe the social media side of things but then there's also just the community aspects of things you don't have to have you know you don't have to be the person with the most rare the most rare the most expensive the the and 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 of 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 your group or your the people around you um it's just not worth it and I think he added sort of this be humble side of things to it because when you're in, when you're collecting watches, I think a lot of the times a watch can make you feel a certain way, um, and um, you don't want to put yourself above everyone else just because um, you know you have this one specific watch. You can get as much enjoyment out of a fifty dollar watch than as you can a five hundred thousand dollar watch, um, and it doesn't put you in a different league. Um, at all I think there's also I think maybe to John Goldberger's um, expertise I think there are um, pe people know a lot about watches and I don't think anyone in this, pla on this, in, in this community would say that they know everything about every single reference I think there are people who know very uh, have a lot of deep knowledge about specific watches um, I like to think that I know a lot about the memo sale because it is a watch that I've that I hold pretty close to me, um, but I don't know everything about all the FP Jordans that, that have been released. I don't know everything about uh, Universal Genève chronographs. I know a little bit about them, but I, 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 I'm certainly not the expert in them. Um, and so, being humble and not competing to to know everything is 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 important. And I also think it creates some sort of community because it allows you to ask questions of those who might know more about it and then you engage in conversations and then maybe you go to a meetup and it it just allows you to be a little bit it allows you to integrate into the watch community a lot easier um, as, as a new vintage watch collector so those are the five rules uh, buy what you like and don't follow have discipline look for quality the the best examples buy the seller study and don't be in competition be humble I think these summarize a lot of the things that I've spoken about on Life and the Wrist. I've done a couple of videos talking about sort of my collecting philosophies, but I think these rules are phenomenal. And it, you, when you revisit these videos, you pick up these little gems that, that um, these absolute icons in, in, in vintage watches uh, leave for you. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I truly, truly love this video. And just um, Aura Montanari is one of my absolute idols. So I'm very pleased to, to, to have uh, gone over these rules. I hope they're helpful for you if you are getting to vintage watches or just are interested in maybe revisiting how you collect watches. Let me know what you think about these rules. You can hit us up on our website or on our um, 
on our social media platforms. We're there if you want to check it out. Um, if you are new to the podcast, be sure to follow us uh, and share this with a friend who might be interested in a watch-related podcast. If you wouldn't mind rating this podcast, really does help me out. With that said, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and I'll catch you next week.